We don't need all that anymore. Here we go. Ready? We're gonna we're gonna clap on three. Ready? One. Do we two, need to clap? Three. All right. I no, just, we don't. I just for the sake of it. You don't have right, to. We are back with another episode <laughs> of Slander University. Why well, I didn't make this joke out much further than this, so I need you to take over for me here. So we are back <laughs> with a <laughs> a, a non um, technical issued field podcast episode of slender U university you can't say slender U university that's slender U. damn it um, redundant this week we had a lot of news and i feel like the best thing to do is kind of start with pablo because pablo is a man with a new coach pablo how does it feel you don't have a new we coach, have a new coach yet. <laughs> ha, I mean, at your boy. Hey, you got, he got cadillac williams man he got a new yes. coach right now i'm so Auburn legend you know how crazy it is to feel to feel like excited when your team is in hell just because you know that the man is no longer there? Like this is crazy. Like well, we're coming I intimately off, know that feeling. Yes, exactly. So like we're coming <laughs> off all these losses and it's like everything feels bleak. You're just like nothing is gonna change. It just is what it is. And then he gets fired and like now everybody's just jovial and it's just like whatever, we'll just ride out the interim, you know, interim. Whatever happens, happens. That's- we're just gonna we're just gonna roll, fight for it, and then just um Throw a fat bag at Lane and make him say no. Well, you got to throw a fat bag at Harson first. That buyout is reported at fifteen point five million, with seven nice. million due this month. So the first like time coming due like right I now. Said, you Sheep. can call Auburn many things, but don't call it broke. Because yeah, we, 15, we, million, you, fifteen million, fifteen nothing, million, twenty-one million, added up, still about a third of Jimbo's. Like we're we're all right. Pablo, can I ask you what would be the absolute worst hire? It would make you be like feeling like you're going to die inside if they hire him. Oh, man. I mean, there's probably a couple guys that would – because obviously at this point you're like, surely they've got their ducks in a row, all these reports about like finally it took all this negativity and toxicity to get everybody on the same page. All the money is there, like a little momentum as far as like the famed alignment phrase that we always hear. Like everybody wants the same thing at this point. So – Oh, man, anything short of honestly, like Lane, Dion, you know, just those couple guys, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for you, boy. <laughs> Would you take Tom Herman? I don't want Tom Herman. Probably <laughs> got real serious real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and what Evan was saying is, you know, it sounds like there's some Matt Rule rumblings, and I really have read that. Today, too. no, there, there actually is a little bit of talk regarding that. I mean, I think he's definitely one of those like plan B, plan C type options where, I mean, he at least has had some success, has the NFL experience. He's like a cheap version of what Lane would be ideally. In a, in a best case scenario, he's poor man's Lane. Mm-hmm. He's Lane Kiffin. Lame Kiffin. Here we go. <laughs> so I, I know nothing about Dion other than the fact that he's built that program with you know some high profile transfers landed that that landed that pretty yeah that five star last year. Like what does he have like an offensive scheme that he runs? Like what do we know about what what do we know about Dion other than like the energy that he'd bring to the program? Like what do we, we know, know that he is swack? We know that he is swack. He is swack. But I mean he mm. they have built. I mean, they're far and away the best HBCU, and you know, yeah, that for he's sure, got the talent there too. Like that proof of concept is there. So obviously, yeah, it's a different thing when you coming into the SEC and you have to do that competing against the likes of recruiting with A and M and Georgia and Bama and blah blah blah. But um, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's definitely the riskier hire for sure. 
Dion yeah. is a Mac Brown vibes coach. You bring good vibes and you you bring the good CEO nature to the program, but you get in real guys that know the X's and O's part of it. And that like Mac that is Mac Brown. Like Mac Brown has the best vibes, the best press conferences. He knows the right thing to say at all times. But like yeah, especially yeah. towards the end of his tenure in Texas, like Mac wasn't doing the day to day coaching. Mac was mostly coaching the coaches who were coaching the players, and that's one of the reasons why things didn't work out. But for a while, that really worked for Mac Brown, and there are a couple there are other coaches like that. That are not the really sticky X's and O's guys, and maybe Dion is an X's and O's guys. I just assume that he's not. I think I think we're approaching a phase of Dion's coaching career where he is going to get obviously he's going to get a Power Five job as soon as soon. he wants it. Yeah. Facts, um, yeah. And I, I think he is going to be able to bring in a coaching staff. They may not be the most talented coaching staff, but they will have the the, the biggest names in football as far as like former players. If he wants to, like he's he's got some of the most talented friends on the planet. Especially positional coaches. Yeah, that's facts. Um, so I think he, Dion, probably has the best chance to put together a coaching staff that could, could potentially like cook in a very real, really way. challenge. Yeah, no, for um, sure. And you know, it's a guy. Any, almost any. I mean, y'all know how you, you just see any random person that's like played even any level of football. Once they get to talking about football, you realize how much more they know than the average mm-hmm. guy. And mm-hmm. so, like Dion, not being the famed X's and O's because of the vibes he puts off. Like he still played cornerback at a very, very high level in the NFL. Yeah. Reading defenses, knowing routes. Like it's that man knows X's and O's, you know, he doesn't obviously not going to be presenting himself like a nerd, but that man knows football. Yeah. And I think I, I just wonder like what his approach to running that running a program is going to look like because I think all of us have different coaches like you know hearts right. in the side. I think all of us have different coaches that approach running a program differently, right? So I mean I know like like Aranda he went through like a significant shift in how he ran his program from 2021 to 2020 yeah. or 2020 to 2021. Like he basically you know was pretty shitty and then basically had to you know step back and reevaluate mm-hmm. everything about how he did. I think you know Jimbo right. and Sark to an extent like they run the program in similar ways in that they're the offensive play callers and they kind of just let everybody else handle the thing, but their offense is their thing that they do. Um, So I I just be in, you know, then there's other coaches that are just the straight up CEO. I just wonder what, like more of the CEO type for sure. More of the CEO type. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That makes Um, sense. Something, something worth mentioning. I know you brought up Aranda and my ears perked up. Uh, the thing that Aranda did over that off that first off season he had was he got Larry Fedora the fuck out of town. Yeah, and that yep. solved all of his problems. That's a how did, concept. People get. How Larry did someone hire someone called Larry Fedora? It literally sounds like a fake character or a porn star name. <laughs> <laughs> That's not like even a real would, name. What you know about like Fedora's teach? He would coach that often. <laughs> 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 But like to your point, teach Larry Fedora does sound like someone who would coach bad offense at a private Christian school. So yeah. maybe that does make sense. But yeah, getting him out of town fixed everything. It sounds Larry Fedora sounds like Deion Sanders' name. They used to check into a hotel or something like yeah, that. Exactly. Way, anyway, anyway. I'm, I'm Larry He's Fedora. He's around the room at different things. <laughs> Rob, we got so, your Rob no. Mexico's of the world and your Larry Fedora's. Like, that is literally not a real name. Have you ever seen Bojack Horseman? There's a character yeah, yeah. in Bojack Horseman called Vincent P. Adult Person, and it's just two kids standing on top of each other and wearing a long trench coat. That's Larry Fedora. Like that name is actually not a name of a real human being. That's yeah, hilarious. And Larry Fedora was actually he was an analyst at Texas after he got fired at North Carolina. So he was an analyst at Texas before he got yeah. picked up as the OC at Baylor too. He he's one of those dudes that like was solid. 
back in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, like there's that generation of coaches back then um, that just kind of fell off, you know, that yeah. just kind of fell uh, off yeah. and, and, and aren't really don't really have it anymore. I didn't plan on sharing my Larry Fedora theory tonight, but can I share it with you guys? Um, <laughs> when he was the head coach at North Carolina, they played against Baylor in a bowl game. It was our last bowl game before, like, she yeah, hit the fan. No quarterbacks. Um, no quarterbacks. And we ran for the most yards anyone has ever run for in yep. a bowl game in that game. Um, I think that he – I think that that broke his brain and he had to break Baylor's offense in his mind to get it back in blood. So he became our offensive coordinator, and we had the worst offense in America of the year. A hundred and twenty-fifth! Holy crap! Dude, yeah. this is incredible work that we go from talking about Lane Kiffin at Auburn, and Evan has got us fucking Larry Fedora in Baylor <laughs> bowl it. games. It's you impressive. It. it really is it. impressive. We're talking the Johnny Jefferson game tonight, folks. It's it's amazing. <laughs> so in the other big news that we came into, um, Teach, I don't know if you want to present this information or I can, but as the only two ranked teams in the playoff rankings, I think it's oh my really on us. I knew he was scoping something out. He was so locked in on that this computer screen. Is a horrible thing, bro. All right, <laughs> Vegas, college football committees, I need all of y'all to hear my cry. <laughs> stop, stop ranking Texas. Stop praising texas we have played like absolute garbage for the last two weeks and you reward us by putting us in the college football playoff rankings why why are we favored at kansas State? please stop the line because y'all lost because y'all lost close to alabama that's tough exactly to do. and that's and again i want to break up awesome. another point we lost to the number 18 ranked team by one touchdown and our other game was <laughs> we lost with a backup quarterback I mean, but Tech um, was playing with their backup quarterback that game too, though. Yeah, and backup quarterback Tech losses are fine. Nasty. We lost to Oklahoma State, who lost this weekend forty-eight to nothing, they and we should have lost stink. to Iowa State if the receiver just didn't go derp down the hold field. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Evan cannot Texas say Oklahoma not... stinks. State Oklahoma State stinks. He can't say that. What do you say about teams when they lose forty-eight to zero? Generally, is it your but, general rule that they don't stink if you but, lose forty-eight to nothing? But Baylor lost because to my them. rule is if you lose forty-eight to nothing at any stink. point, yeah, you, you stink. stink at any it's point. It's an easy litmus test. There's no gray area there. Yep, you stink. You cannot no say that about a team there, that you lost to. It, I'm There's sorry, you cannot yes, you do can. that. I think it says more about you that you lost to them more Facts. so than what it does about Oklahoma Pablo, now hold on now. I think what we're learning is if you play Baylor close in a game and you beat them by a few points, it gets your season off the rails. You use up all your energy beating Baylor by a touchdown. You use all like your XP on Baylor. So that's what happened to BYU. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I tried to lie and, and talk myself and, you know, into some things and, you know, with it being year two and all, but, you know, sometimes you just got to fire a guy. So, you know, <laughs> Lotties, y'all just y'all just Fair. sit back. Now Don't get too crazy. Yeah, you know, this some, game this weekend. I want. I, it's, you know, it's, it's just let's just hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's start the dialogue. Tease, have y'all seen Tej's pinned tweet? <laughs> get started. Nope. I'm about, about to go look. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you I changed it. You you damn changed it. Tej's. What was the old one, Tej? The old one said, "If if Sark beats Oklahoma, I will never slander him again." But the last two weeks of Texas football have broken me. So now, if you look at it, it says, get talk out of my community. See, <laughs> like this, is, this is the problem, man. The last two weeks of Texas football broke you. That means that there was something left to break. Y'all need to let all that stuff go, Just let man. it go. Like, free yourself of all <laughs> attachments and just live in that broken state. Bro, we just, beat just Oklahoma live in that 14, broken state. 
we beat Oklahoma 49 to nothing. At that point, they gave me hope again, which was the worst thing that could happen because now I see who we truly are, which is we are the middest of the mid. And like, who they like really Texas are. Texas is mid. This Texas is, the is absolutely year, mid. It's the second year in a row Sark kicked West Virginia's ass and sold y'all on national title hopes after one West Virginia ass whooping. <laughs> which, hey, not everyone can whoop their ass. So yeah, not there you go. I'm glad, I'm glad you can <laughs> point that true. out. Respect to him for that. However... You guys might want to start digging in a little deeper to those numbers after they play West Virginia every year. You might learn something. So looking at the playoffs, a lot of people are upset about the TCU ranking, which, again, I completely agree with. They're frauds. They're fucking frauds. What y'all think about Sonny Dykes? What if he he came on down? Apparently he's down that list, you know, of guys if they strike out. If he's, is, is TCU a feeder school to Texas now for coaching? Is that what's going to be? No, happening? he's talking about I'm Auburn. Talking about for Auburn. No, I'm talking about for Auburn. Oh, no, for Auburn. I, if he, he if he brings if he brings Garrett Riley with him, then sure. If Garrett Riley leaves, and I don't know who's going to come with him, and I don't know what that offense is going to look like. We could we could steal uh, Dan Lanning too. I know Benny would be upset, but okay. <laughs> Well, y'all are going to end up with a very nasty coach. I'm just going to go ahead and let you know that. It's going to be You know, full Michael Scott gif. I am ready to be hurt again. So, with with Lanning, you know, if you could steal him. So, that's the difference between that online that I see between, like, Oregon fans and Ole Miss fans. Ole Miss fans think there's, like, absolutely no way Lane could come to Auburn or would come to Auburn. But that's not true, is it? No, it's not true at all. Oregon fans – yeah, Oregon fans are fashionista Ole Miss, but they mm-hmm. are rational and they understand where where Oregon is located. Well, what shoot, the they lost two is. coaches in a row. Exactly, they lost two like, coaches oh, in a row true. that way. So they've yeah. seen the you precedent. Know? They understand that Lanning leaving wouldn't be surprising if he came to a place like that that paid him handsomely. Mm. Ole Miss fans can't understand that concept because he's already so wait, paid is that a, handsomely. It, is that a possibility? Is that something you're hearing? Is or not you're hearing? But is that is that it's, on the radar? One of those tertiary things, yeah. That like if they have a couple misses, like he would be on that short list of like backup plans. Because I had heard be, that Lane, I had heard that Lanning was a Lanning was was heavily being considered for that OU job last year. Yeah, um, like it was you know I, I mean it was between him and Venables basically, and they went with Brent. But uh, yeah, Lanning was definitely <laughs> one of two that year. Um, can, can you guys? You guys are much smarter than me, so I, I'm, I'm coming to you in earnest here. Can you help me understand why everyone seems to think that Lane Kiffin will solve their problems every year? He's a good he coach. never has a bad offense. I mean, yeah. He's but he never wins. He lost, he, lost, okay. he, lost, he lost the Sugar Bowl last year. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, he lost the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> Who was that too, Evan? Can you remind Some, us, please? A team, a team that needs to get back to the old then. That's who. There you go. The old Baylor is the Baylor the that never Baylor. won anything. The old Baylor is not the Baylor from last That's year. That's like five I mean, old Baylors ago. I mean, so here's the, so 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 this is going to be a this is going to be an unpopular statement. Lane Kiffin is who Longhorn fans think Steve Sarkeesian is. Like Lane Kiffin mm-hmm. went eleven and three, eleven and three at so Florida Atlantic went eleven and three, five and seven, ten and three at Ole Miss. He went five and five, ten and three. And now he's eight and one. Like the dude can coach, man. And, and you got to consider, it, it, especially at Ole Miss, like you went from a place where you are at a talent disadvantage. He has maximized the transfer portal more than anybody yep. in college football the last two years. Yep. Like look up the production numbers. Like he's killing the portal, and he's just the online presence and all that comes with that. He would be such a nice welcome, joke hey, in the arm, uh, okay. talent wise and on the field. 
Okay. So, but I want to know Auburn, like, how are y'all gonna deal with the with the unabashed and just shameless dick riding that he seems to be doing for for Saban in Alabama? How is so, he gonna manage that? That's nasty. That's very. I mean, nasty. that was <laughs> like yeah, that dude, I think man. It, it, it would be strange dynamic. Uh, I think he would rein some of that in <laughs> if you were at Auburn. Like you'd have to because he does needle Saban a lot. Um, like publicly, I know. so I think that kind of stuff would remain. But yeah, I don't think the I don't think the dick riding would be to the extent we've been. Yeah, seeing Lane, it. get the fuck out of here with that. Also, shit. there's not going to be a lot of Saban left to dick ride in college football in the next five years. I think because Alabama's in the dirt. Out. You're right, and that's and that's kind of the hope <laughs> for, for all involved. <laughs> for all of is us. that whoever gets the job right here, if you can make it to your second contract, and you throw them a massive lump sum of money to not say no to it. Mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. potentially be coaching your second contract, getting your wheels rolling in a post Saban world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the we didn't say the playoff rankings, but they have Tennessee at one, um, Ohio State at two, uh, and then three is Georgia, four is Clemson, five is Michigan, six is Bama, and then seven is TCU. And of TCU. course, TCU fans are mad, They're even wrong. though. Uh, Alabama would be TCU and Fort when Worth right TCU now. When you say TCU fans are mad, how did so you find this out? Like, where are the fans at? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand, uh, man. You like there, look at there's, there's like eleven of them. It's, very it's vocal online. So, so um, I think that I think I think Alabama would beat TCU. I don't know about twenty-one points though, man, because TCU is the exact kind of team that built stress Bama. Yeah, they could TCU is the exact. They got the, they got good outside wide receiver play. They got a quarterback that can make off like. Off, whatever off schedule plays like they're they're gonna put up points, man. Alabama's yeah. gonna put up a shit ton of points too because TCU's right. defense is ass. But like you know, their 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 offense is gonna put up some points. This is gonna be a good old fashioned shootout. TCU I mean, was seconds away from losing to Oklahoma State, and if they didn't injure two quarterbacks, they they were down about a million points to Kansas State. Hey TCU, I fans, know of a, if you want to go higher in the rankings, why don't you play a non conference schedule and get hey, the fuck off the internet? This, this, this is ridiculous. I know of a program <laughs> that to lost to, to Oklahoma them. State. I know a program that lost to Oklahoma State and only lost fine. to Bama by one. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, but Texas isn't good. Texas we, shouldn't be ahead of Bama in the playoff race either. Neither should TCU. Unless we went out. Important, important context right to frame there. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm just, I'm just arguing votes. these hard and fast wait. rules. I'm just trying to argue the logic. That. I want that here. for you, Evan. Can we? We've ruined uh, it for like if if I I I wish I would have wrote this down because I was thinking about it earlier. But I think if you just leave everything the same in college football, but you switch the winner of Baylor TCU every year for the last ten years, I think we both have made the playoff at least once at this point. Probably Baylor makes yeah, it last probably. year. TCU yeah. definitely makes it 2014, and they honestly they may have won the whole damn thing in 2014 if they would have if they would have beat us. So are you saying uh, you're going to ruin their season again? Is that what Baylor's yes. going to do this year? Yes, it's a lock. <laughs> it's, it's a, a lock. lock. It's a lock. Put your mortgage on it. Evan, have you watched on. Baylor football? Yes. <laughs> Look, care, careful now. I'm really careful concerned. Because we're, we're doing the same thing we did last year. We we are following the script to No, you're team. not. You have you're not even losses. right. And but you've you got lost three games. Hear me though, out. Right? Hear me out. This is going to be bad news for you guys because you got to see us late in the year. Last year, we started out a little stinky, new offensive scheme. Defense wasn't quite there, and it looked like it the first five games. Then we shut everybody the fuck down for the rest of the season, including you jabronis, because we got better and we figured it out. And I think Oklahoma- defense, we picked off Texas Tech five times this last weekend. 
If Oklahoma scores 49 points on y'all in a route this weekend, this audio is going to sound extra nasty, and I'm clipping that shit off. There is a a 0% chance they score 49 points on us. (laughs) No chance. Evan, I'm I'm so concerned about the things that you're saying right here. And Evan, before we jump into the next point, Evan, I'm going to cut the absolute worst promo when we play Baylor. Fuck y'all. All right, go ahead, Juice. Uh, we got a couple. Uh, Arch is going to enroll early, which we kind of already knew, but it's beneficial. Uh, can we talk about Mel Tucker for a second? Speaking of big buyouts, can we talk about mm-hmm. Mel Tucker? Nasty. Um, Mel Tucker got a the Jimbo buyout bag. He got a huge so contract much. extension last year. They had a great year last year. I think they won 10 games, maybe 11 games. They beat Michigan last year. Um, so, you know. 11 and 2. Were good. Vibes were good. Uh, this year, it hasn't been going so well. They've been in the dirt. We probably haven't mentioned Michigan State on this podcast because they've been bad since the beginning of the season. They've had some awful losses. This weekend, they scored first on Michigan. Everybody started making a stink about it because they were up 7-0, to and then they gave up about 300 yards rushing, and they scored about they, – they stayed on the same seven points. So things went bad in the big house. Obviously, in the big house, if you've ever watched a Michigan game, they always show it. There's only one tunnel. Both yeah. teams come out of the and go into the same tunnel because uh-huh. the stadium has been around since you know like the fucking eighteen hundreds. So obviously this terrible stadium. stadium, terrible it's stadium, very old. It's not that cool, but it's big as shit. It's That's why it's called the Big House. It has one tunnel. It's like a, the fucking stadium from Rudy, where the teams come out together. Now, last week Michigan had an incident where somebody got hit with a piece of. Uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something. I didn't that sounds that actually kind of cool. Like if somebody what? threw an uncrustable at me, I would be it's so such happy. A nice, it's such a nice detail. Like, like was I it? Not know this? Was it open faced and did it just like stick on the helmet and they realized that like it's third, like it's like thirty two yeah, and like they had to take a timeout like, to pull the thing off. The tackiness, like what brand of jelly? I, are we I did talking? not make this the story tackiness. up. Somebody got hit with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich last week before Michigan State came what in. What flavor uh, jelly was it? <laughs> exactly, strawberry, preferably. If somebody so wants to throw one at me, hate. please throw a strawberry a, peanut butter jelly sandwich at me. Yeah, I'm crusting a PB and J is real yeah. hate. If somebody I mean, if threw a strawberry PB and J at me, that's just a frisbee right there. You know? Strawberry jelly is disgusting, so I don't want you to throw that at me. But if it's great, if it's two pieces of bread, then it could open up and it could stick to either side of the head. What is the worst food did you think you could be hit with at a sporting event? A burrito, a chili dog, big feet. Man, no. So anything like that won't bother me. That it just bounce off. Like I'm thinking something like a consistency, like a pudding like or ramen? something like that. Like that wouldn't sit well with me, man. Like <laughs> you know, it could be like a really, really dense meatloaf because that shit would hurt. Like that could cause a concussion if you threw that hard yeah, enough. Yeah, if we're talking pain, you know, that's a little. Could you imagine smuggling meatloaf it into the stadium? Knock your neck a little bit there. Messiness wise, yeah, like a big bowl. I of love soup. meatloaf. I do too, man. I know Tease does. Yeah. I know Evan does. Meatloaf is actually you like meatloaf? Think about does it for me. Making um, meatloaf soon. So uh, apparently, this is the third <laughs> fight in Michigan's last seven home games. Um, uh, obviously, Michigan won the game. Uh, a Michigan player got caught in the tunnel, surrounded by Michigan State players. He got caught lacking. In no, the tunnel. he That's didn't get caught. No, no, he didn't get caught in the tunnel. Like, like he, he, he ran he up on those shit. dudes. He got man. his ass whooped. He, okay. ran, he, ass he ran up on those dudes. Maybe he ran up on them. If you were to believe, because that's not the Harbaugh story, by the way. We have several different show. angles of him oh, skipping and running in. You, you know, there is a very specific walk you do 
if if you got yeah. your ass whooped, but you know you deserved yeah. it, like you earned an ass whooping, you just got. Are we watched that video? This he looks, that this is, he looks like someone close. who knew he got what he needed. That's fast. dangerously close to victim blaming. Like you're saying, he dressed for it, he deserved it. <laughs> That's why say, let me be clear. We don't. No one will tell it. the truth about this. <laughs> well, we know Evan, don't Evan is lying. Let me tell you the truth about this. And I said this in the chat. I am pro less classy happenings in sport. Every other sport gets the fight. Shut up. Every sport Turn gets to fight, shoot birds, and we shit. know why this one can't fight, and why talk shit. NBA and the NFL can't fight. I'm not yeah, going to get into it, but we fight. know why. Yeah, we, we know, know why. why. We know but why. they look like <laughs> me and Evan with about thirty more pounds of muscle. There you go. <laughs> but like football is so damn intense. Like I, again, from my own experiences, like when people get mad, they're like, "Oh God, they're fighting in practice." We fought all the time. Especially in camp. Yeah. Camp was fights <laughs> like, every day. Like, I remember the first time going out, like, even in high school we fought, but it wasn't as much. But college, it was like, oh, shit, we got fighting. Like, we haven't made it to three periods, and we are on a full-out scrap. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, I mean, not that big of a deal. At what, point, like, time, at what like, point in time do y'all think that, that that tone kind of shifted? Because it, it, it did reach a point, I feel like, sometime around when I was in college to shortly after, which would have been about 10 years ago, that like there was some weird tone shift that happened where like you just, it was so frowned upon you couldn't do things like that anymore. Mm -hmm. The feeling needs to be restored. I like shit like it this. It does. This is, and especially because. And, and we got to normalize it. If you go read the coverage about this incident, you won't see one mainstream blog or website talk about the fact that a Michigan kid literally ran up on the whole Michigan State team right. talking that shit. Now, Actions, consequences, they, blah, blah. You know, if I'm Mel Tucker, of that nature. there's been eight suspensions. Obviously, he had to, it's become a big, big national news, so he had to suspend people. Stupid. But it, what I would tell my team behind closed doors, and hopefully it wouldn't get out to media, is, look, y'all did the right thing, but it don't take nine of y'all to whoop his ass. Yeah, just right. one of y'all. That is hundred percent getting leaked by some walk on. Stands there and now that turns out to be the bad look. I, I totally. Yeah. Yes. I think and, if it's and, one and, dude that just causes a scene yeah. and they fight for a minute, it's it's probably nothing. Mm -hmm. Because and you it's can't, not like you that fight like, on the field and then run up yeah. on me yeah. and my and my homeboys. Yeah. We stand in the locker room. We're trying to process the fact that we just yeah. lost. Nine y'all. What What do you want me to do? Like, are you going to disrespect me again? Like, you just scored three touchdowns on me. Okay, fine, but like. That's crazy, yeah. and it probably was a bench warmer that didn't even fucking play because that's how that shit always fucking goes. Yeah, yeah. it, it was wasn't a guy Blake towards ACL. He hasn't of course, it fucking was. It's, it's never gonna be the dudes that actually the dudes that actually did all the winning are exhausted. Something. They don't have time <laughs> to be the, over there. They're exhausted. It's the dude before the game who's just all he's all charged up from giving that. We gotta stay together, guys. Yeah, exactly. We gotta keep we keep <laughs> our composure. When NCAA comes out next summer on the PlayStation Five, what team is your team gonna? Whoop their ass in the in the tunnel after the game. I'm catching I'm the shit out of Kansas. My yeah, folks got to see me. I'm probably Oklahoma got no fighters on their team. The beats. Oh, it's, Oklahoma State. It's, it's on Sunday. Yeah. App State next year. It depends on what happens Turn in the next up, few street. weeks. It yeah, App State. They got to see string in the tunnel. On site, I need a win by maybe half a point. Maybe we oh. make a field goal that game, but it is on site with those damn Mountaineers or whoever they are. I'm going to drop 84 in Austin, and then the defensive line is going to stomp a mud hole and Quinn's ass after the game. I cannot wait to scream and record that shit. You oh. see how Quinn dresses and he has a mullet, brother? You ain't winning that fight. He, Unless there's wind out there. On him. He's not fighting fair. I'll tell you that much. 
Uh, he got that moment, know how... but you know, he, you know, he, the first thing he's going to do is be like, do you know my dad's a lawyer? You know that's what he's going to do first. Like, <laughs> but can we talk about the whole class thing on, again? Because, like, even from I a player standpoint. I just standpoint, love it when players talk so much shit, you know. Like, I, yeah. I need more, like, Baker Mayfield running at Ohio State, planting a flag at the middle. I need mm-hmm. more yep. – Johnny mm-hmm. flashing the money sign and, and smirking at people and mm-hmm. Cam running people over and doing the Superman in their face and dabbing and, you know, smiling at the camera. Like, I need all that shit. They drain the personality yeah. out of the players. And, like, again, I, they are. I'm biased, but I feel like football players are some of the funniest people humanly possible, especially mm-hmm. linemen. But um, even with the coach's standpoint, like, I know this is going to be sore for a string, but, like, Lane Kiffin was talking shit to the players, and was it probably a little bit yep. too much? Probably. No, but it was fine. still hey, hell, hilarious no. and, as hell and so, to me. So, hey, and so he, here's my philosophy on that. Like, anything Lane said this weekend, we deserved every little bit of it because Jimbo talked his shit, and if you're going to talk your shit, you got to be prepared to get talked shit back. I'm fine with that. Facts. I don't even mind, like, Lane, I mean, all this stuff about Lane Kiffin talking shit to the players, whatever. I don't really give a shit about that stuff. But, like, the challenge here, and, and there's power dynamics involved in all of that. So Bryce Anderson got, like, I think he got spiked in the leg. And so he was down on the floor. You can see he was bleeding a little bit. He popped back up. Lane comes over and calls him a little bitch, right? So there's two things about that. One, Lane Damn, said that Lane. because he's – I know. Damn. Well, Lane's, Lane thought he was faking injuries. Well, one, that's what Lane does. That, yes, Lane that was the one that Lane <laughs> – that so that's one thing, piece man. of it. So then the second piece of it, too, is that, like, if, if Bryce were to go back and be like, fuck you, Lane, like, you know that shit would blow up so quick, and that would be such a terrible look for Bryce Anderson in that moment. Like, so it's, it's a, like, I'm also not okay with this notion that you can, that one person, one party can talk shit because of their standing, and the other person can't retort because of their standing. Like, that, that's a little weird. That's you know what I'm saying? That's so, like, but no, no, I mean, like, Jimbo talked his shit over the summertime. He specifically called out Lane, specifically called out Saban, all that other stuff. I'm fine with them talking their shit, whatever. Just be fair about it, you know? Boy, they got Jimbo on the casting couch, boy. That whole ass is hey. food when you walk in the town. Hey, I'm boy. telling you, man. on the like, casting couch. <laughs> man, and so, yeah, you know, two weeks out, it's it's a new energy. We get A&M, we get Aggie. Oh, we're, so, oh we're losing that Carnell, game for sure now. Carnell interim head coach. Like, it's going to be crazy in there. It that is going to be the mid-off for all men. Zach, oh, call him Carnell. That man Zach is Calzada is going to show up. He's, he's going to be out there. He's going to lead y'all onto the damn field. And yeah. he is going to, like, throw for, like, 200 and then just throw the most disgusting interception at one point, too. It's going to be it's going to be nasty to see. I, gotta, I do hate gotta, I do hate that Jimbo's getting the getting the kid nice and seasoned for a couple weeks before y'all come to town though. Can I say we'll this? See, and I don't want to touch on Aggie too much because we've slandered them so much. Well, we but can I game. say this? We're gonna get to that game. I still hate how non-aggressive these fans are. They should have been livid <laughs> Saturday. And nobody was mad but me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to antagonize everybody. I'm posting. Over and over, and nobody's saying it. They're just like, "Oh well, yeah, it's just kind of is what hope. it is." They no, think they have a and they do have hope. No, 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 no. I, I don't hope. even think it's hope. We're just yes, dead man. right now, man. They're like, uh, no, I'm, like, that's what it is. Like, I'm in hell. I was mad. <laughs> so I was mad. I was for sure mad after South Carolina. Like, I was mad after that one because that that you gave up 17 points like early in the game. Like, you have every right to be pissed off. I was mad about that one after this loss. I'm like, you know, like. <laughs> the fuck you want me to do man like you know like it's like it's like p diddy at the end of victory it's like what the fuck am i do now it's all fucked up now like what am i do now like that's where i'm at you should do what you should do when your team is three and five you fire that fucking guy hey there you go that ain't happening i want his ass out of here tonight um we got a quarterback though so 
A&M gave up the most rushing yards that they've given up <laughs> since uh, Cedric Benton and Vince Young. They haven't given yeah. up that many rushing yards since that. That's crazy. Ole Miss was and the wor- like destroying them on the ground. Well, so the worst part about it was is that like you watch that game and first of all, Antonio Johnson, he was going to be our preseason All American safety. He's missed some time because he's been injured and stuff like that. And everybody else, man, like. It's not even that like they were wide open runs; they were breaking tackles. Like we had guys stop for five yards, we had guys stop for four yards, but we couldn't we couldn't tackle at all. And so like, I mean, there were so many times. Then they got a lot of like they got pass interference penalties. They got a couple of personal foul calls like that that went their way on that one draft that they ended up going up seven. And so yeah, I mean, it was just like we were there to make the tackle in a lot of spots, but we just didn't tackle. Like, we either threw a shoulder in them, didn't wrap up, something like that. That was a nasty tackling night for us. This was the first time during this whole thing that I felt real bad for Aggie because, one, I I, I thought you would be able to tell a lot about those kids going into the game based on how they played, and they played hard. Like, they, yeah, they, they were playing hard. hard and it, but what, what I really felt for was last year, I felt like Texas, the, a, the different unit would lose every game. One game, the offense would look like complete shit. And the defense yep. would play well, but we lose the game. The very next week, the offense would figure it out, and the defense would go into the tank. Aggie finally scored more than 25, I think, for the first time since, like, early last year or something like that. Long time, the Quarterback now. made some good throws. Uh, Ole Miss was rushing three a lot more than they probably should have, but oh, but the, but they had the offense going a little bit, and the defense just completely went to the tank. Like, can't tackle, getting gashed in the run game, and that's when yep. you know that you are in hell – when you finally every we all know that the issue with the Aggie has been their offense. Their offense finally showed up with a new guy, a new hope back there at signal calling the signals, and the defense just went to the tank. Like that's when you know that yep. the season is just not the season that's going your way. I felt bad for Aggie. I didn't like that. I, I mean, at this point, like, hey, I, I mean, I, I, at this point, I, I, it is what it is. You know, which like the the there was no real positive to take away. I didn't feel good after that damn win. That, game sucked. I mean, it was great that Connor played well. At least now maybe we got a solution at quarterback. But even that pisses me off because you got a quarterback in their very, very first start as a true freshman quarterback. You're not going up against a great defense. Ole Miss defense isn't great, but it's still an SEC team. You know, they still got they still got talent there. And very first game, the dude plays better than anything we've seen out of any of our quarterbacks all season long. <laughs> like, he goes, you know, like – 338 yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions, nothing like that. Like you wonder, like, I mean, there's, there's, I don't know about early in the season. Cause maybe I could buy the fact that he wasn't wrong. I think the challenge that we ran up on was that, that Bama game was close. And so I think that Jimbo that got cold feet everything. about starting. I think Jimbo yeah. got cold feet about starting Connor. I think the plan was always from what I've heard to give Connor the back half of the season. If the first half didn't go so well, but Jimbo got cold feet cause Haynes didn't play all that poorly and then you know I look at this game and I think that I think it's fair to say that Connor would have beaten South Carolina simply because he wouldn't have made those early mistakes that got us in a hole not the first kickoff return because that was all that was us just not being awake but you know we go out there and Haynes throws an interception which he is known to do he then has a bad communication with his center and the snap goes over his head which he is known to do so you know it you give up 17 points you ain't gonna lose you ain't gonna win that game i i feel like connor wouldn't have that wouldn't have happened so can whatever. i speak of turnovers is. can i tell y'all the funniest thing that happened this weekend that maybe y'all didn't see uh this is not the biggest game and there are bigger games that we should get to although this week wasn't that wasn't that fun in terms of games uh, i but, disagree uh, 
Wake Forest, Wake Forest <laughs> lost oh, to Louisville, and in the man. second and the third quarter, their quarterback turned the ball over. Hartman turned the ball over in the third quarter alone five times. He oh, had five man. turnovers in the third quarter, and then and then after the five turnovers, five straight turnovers. By the way, they had a punt. And then the last play of the third quarter was another turnover. So that was the fifth turnover. And I think he had another one in the in the uh, fourth quarter as well. So he had, that may have five turnovers in one quarter. That's impossible. To do. And they lost to Louisville, which is also impossible to do. Well, Louisville's trying to lose games. Yeah, five turnovers in one game is crazy, too. You know, just like total. So I feel they like had, what didn't they have like you know, five interceptions or something in a game? Like that's disgusting. really impressive. So that's a really nasty quarter. I see what you're doing, Evan. It's probably the nastiest quarter in college football uh, this year by any one particular player. But I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we but Sam Hartman's been Penn playing State, Ohio State. Hartman's he has been, been playing, playing well. well this year too. Yeah, he He's been, been playing, playing well. pretty well. Yeah, that's that. I mean, he had, he had to have some kind of leeway to get five turnovers because I swear to God, if Sark left quit out there five turnovers in one quarter. Yeah, that's nasty. That, that's not. That's how you get fired real fast. But mm. we should talk about Penn State, Ohio State, which is probably the best game of the weekend. And it was a game for about three and a half quarters until it wasn't a game anymore. <laughs> Dude, that last seven minutes or whatever, when you look at the drive summaries and the box score, it, it's insane. It is insane how many points they put up at the end of that game. Just the second half of the fourth quarter. It's nuts. You could feel that Penn State was playing well. The defense is playing really well. But uh, what's-his-face was turning the ball over the whole game. And so they just had to get a couple more turnovers out of him. And yeah. once that started happening, Ohio State started scoring real fast. Uh, Cooper had Harris three interceptions. Here. That's crazy. Yeah, and they were they started early. Like, they, they he, <laughs> he, he got two of them out of the way. I think in the first two drives, he threw two interceptions. And then he was good. And then he threw another one in the fourth quarter. But they couldn't stop Marvin Harrison Jr., especially late in the game. I think he had like 170, 180 yards receiving or something crazy like that. But I want to – a star was born in this game. I just want to read this stat line. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, JT Tumaloao, uh, who is a true freshman, had six tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss, two interceptions, a touchdown, Jesus a pass Christ. breakup, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery all that's in the insane. same game yeah. Yeah. on the on the road against a ranked team. Yep. For, for, like about, for about yeah. 50, 52 minutes or so, it was pretty clear that Penn State is basically a top-five team and that losing oh, to them is okay. Go. I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. See, we, we, we expect it from Evan, and we just kind of ignore it all together. But then when Pablo does it, we got to call him out for that shit, right? Exactly. No. Now, JT, the reason I remember him is that he was one of those dudes in the 2021 class. He he held out signing. He didn't sign for a long time. He didn't sign on National Signing Day because he was like, do I care? I'm the number one player in the country right now. <laughs> I'm a, there's good, they're going to have a spot for me. So I'm pretty sure he kept Oregon and uh, Ohio State kind of guessing as to where he was going to yeah. go and then ended up signing up with Oregon late. I was ended up signing with Ohio State late. So, Blah. I know that you've been on the Ohio State stinks wagon for, you know, driving that train for a little while. So with this game, does it make you think Penn State's better than you thought? Or Ohio State is still as bad as you think they are? They haven't played anybody. They won't play anybody until they play Michigan, who also sucks. If Ohio State wins out, if TCU wins out, and Clemson wins out. Of course, we have to have our one SEC team. I'm putting Clemson and TCU above Ohio State. 
Just want to throw well, that the out there. The committee is not doing that, by the way, because Ohio it, State's ahead of them right now. What's crazy <laughs> is that, like, you know, like, you, you think about all of us, all of our teams have spent their requisite time in hell this season to a certain extent, and, like, you wonder about what life is like for those teams that are, like, playing really well. Ohio State yeah, fans are bitching about true. Ryan Day. Like, they're not happy about Ryan Day. They're not happy they about hate him offense. as a play caller. Like, yeah, they're not yeah, happy about weird. him as a play caller. Like, and so it's like, you wonder, like, if there is any joy at all in college football. Because, like, Great question. you know, maybe Tennessee's the only <laughs> team that's happy lived. right now. You know, maybe Tennessee's the only team that's genuinely yeah. happy right now. You know, no, but, like, Clemson they're happy. Fans are very happy. They're happy with their program. They're just, like, surprised happy. They're yeah. just happy to be here. This is great, you know. But, like, Ohio State's mad right now. You know, Georgia's still pissed off about whatever that Kent State game was that they had or whoever they played. Uh, I can't remember who they played, <laughs> but they played close or whoever it was. Like, everybody's upset. Like, Alabama fans aren't happy. They're sure as shit not happy. Like, who's happy right now? Nobody's happy. I, I think that's a good point. I, I do, too. I mean, there's... I can't name a happy fan base out there. I don't tell you, Clemson. No. Clemson. I just left. One. I literally just left town with family, and they. I tried to, like, I tried to draw them into a fight. I was like, y'all suck. Y'all know if y'all win out, y'all shouldn't be in the playoffs. And they were like, no, everything's fine. We're really great, and this is what Clemson does. And it's like Dabo turns it on in the second half of the season. I was like, whatever. Well, we need y'all. to talk about you. We, we need to talk about you, like, having anger towards other other teams and just trying to instigate. <laughs> like, why aren't, why aren't you, are you projecting right now? He wants now, everybody man? to be yeah, angry. Projecting. Yes, he's everybody projected. should be angry. You should – every <laughs> fan base should have right. some type of issue with their program. I think that Clemson fans also understand – who the fuck is going to challenge them realistically until the very yeah. end of the year? And Their they know that. Their biggest challenge was, was Syracuse. <laughs> so, you can, yeah, you can just be indifferent. Not you, you can just be like, whatever. It is what it is. You play Notre Dame, Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina to close your season. Like, ain't nobody supposed well, to be really, challenging them. It really them. is crazy that, like, two of the Power Five conferences have two teams that we know they're probably going to send out or nobody every year. Yep. Yeah. I know Michigan got in yeah. last year, but it's like it's Ohio State and it's Clemson. Unless shit goes crazy every year. That's going to suck. That's got to suck to be a team that's getting better but not good yet in the ACC because you're never going to find out. We'll never know if Wake Forest is actually good. No, I I think it's the exact same thing Penn State deals with in Ohio State shadow. Like they're even when they're good, they're still just not Ohio State and not going to yeah. get out of into the playoff. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, well they they let their fans think they were in that game for about three and a half I quarters. Mean, but I, I don't think that this is I think this, this is a thing that happens in college football. You're dealing with a whole bunch of kids. They go on the road, they expect to win. They're playing a ranked team that they know that they're better than and they kind of were sleepy a little bit. But when they turn the game on, when you got to the fourth yeah. quarter I, I went to the Rockets Clippers game last night, for example. Uh, Rockets are obviously tanking. Clippers are supposed to be one of the best teams in the West, but they're not playing very well right now, right? And I kept telling to my homeboy, the game was close. The Rockets were leading. And I said, in the fourth quarter of the game, what, what is supposed to happen is the Clippers are supposed to turn it on and go win the game because they have the best player on the field and they are the better team. And that's how NBA games usually go. And that I think that's what Ohio State did. They were like, okay, we're still, we're, we're still hanging around in this game. Penn State's got the lead, but we're still within striking distance. And the fourth quarter happened, and they executed like they were supposed to the whole game, and they completely blew the doors off Penn State. And if they had played like that the whole time, they would have won by 40 points. But they didn't play like yeah. that the whole time because it doesn't always happen. That's right. what it felt like. Yeah. No, you're right. <clears throat> what else we got? We should talk about Oklahoma State. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you said that. They fucking stink, dude. They're so bad. <laughs> I, I told you can't say I told that. Y'all. They're bad. What? Yes, you can. You, you. When was the last time your team scored zero points in a game? Do you remember just off the top of your head? 
I think I, I do remember. <laughs> Probably Arkansas. Charlie Zero Strong. points. Um, I, I did look remember. it up. No, y'all scored some points that year. But it's been like like that's not a thing that like happens regularly. Unless you're an Oklahoma fan in a real game that you try to win. I understand if you're like season's kind of in the crapper and morale's down, but like Oklahoma State still was thinking playoff. No, they were thinking weekend. playoff. They were trying to win this game. Yes, zero points. Did I anybody mean, watch that game? Because I really didn't watch it, so I, I don't even know what happened. Thing. Like, why was it forty-eight to zero or forty whatever to zero? Mike Leach is a Mike Leach used all the good plays Gundy. against Texas and had Gundy. no more good plays left. Or sorry, Gundy is a fraud. He was watching <laughs> OAN all week as opposed to getting ready for Kansas State, and it was arrogance. Oklahoma State thought they were better than this team, and it was clear from the beginning that they weren't. But the, if you watch the game, Oklahoma State doesn't realize that they're going to lose this game very badly until about the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Even though they were down 35 to nothing at halftime, they were good vibes on the f- sideline. Yep. Spencer Sanders throw interception. Oh, it's okay, bro. We'll get back in this. And it's like, no, you're not getting back in this. You're being drubbed. You are You are in yeah. hell right now. Yes. Like, you're, this, you're right not up. in the game. You were never in yeah, the game. I saw I saw a write up about this that basically I don't and, and that I didn't know that the vibes were on the sideline were like you know we're, we're going nuts and stuff but somebody said that this was bound to happen as an emotional letdown because they got three games right in a row that were close going into the fourth that they were just that yeah. it was bound to happen that they were gonna have a letdown because they lost they beat Tech lose to TCU in two overtimes beat Texas and then they were bound to have a let but man like forty eight like to nothing that. is yeah. that that's not that's a crazy. letdown man like I'm that's a to a backup you know, quarterback, a, by the way. Oklahoma State hasn't had a bye either, though, right? Like, they have played all no, their games have, consecutively. Yeah. And that's really hard. Yeah, the, yeah. That's really hard. They no, that's not, not true. They had No, they, that's not true. They had a bye after Arkansas Pine Bluff. So, they had a bye the third week in uh, September. That's Give a bad time to have yeah, a bye week. Yeah. They stink. Can I – someone someone without the data in front of them, can you guess what the leading rusher for Oklahoma State rushed for? On I bet it was thirty-six. <laughs> um, Forty-eight seven, yards. Spencer Sanders had seven carries for negative nine yards. The, <laughs> oh, wow. this is good. The leading rusher for Oklahoma State was someone named Gunner Gunby. He had five. Carries oh yeah, he played twenty-seven yards. He came into this game. He was shaking. One of those carries was for twenty-two yards. So he had four <laughs> carries for four yards and one twenty-two-yard rush, and was the leading rusher. Yeah, he Nasty. came into the game. The Gunner wow. Gunny era began in earnest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I looked this up out of curiosity, but String, A&M actually has the longest streak right now of not being shut out in the SEC. Hey, so hey look at that. That's fantastic. 1971 was the last time. Now that you said that, that, we, were shut, podcast, that we were shut out at home? Just shut out. Because I was like, no, that's not true. We got shut out 59 nothing by Oklahoma, by, by Alabama back in 2014. Yes, that, that is true. played in that game. This may be an extremely old article. Yeah, that because that, I do that, remember that, that game. Right? Like, yeah, I, I remember that game too. I remember. Who buddy, that, I, re- I remember that game. Quite oh well. yeah, that's the that's the home shutout. Sorry. What's going on in the state of Oklahoma? Sense. Why can't they score points? Forty-nine to nothing. Forty-eight to nothing. That is a nasty state with two nasty programs mm. in it. That's disgusting. Because they got Jeff Lebby and Brent Venables and mm. all those all those cats. I mean, Oklahoma State Oklahoma fans were saying off. that they were going to win the Big 12 going into that game. They were like, we're going to finally we hey. beat Texas. We lost to TCU close, yeah. but we had a lead on them, and we're going to run You want to know what's funny? They, they sound exactly like all of y'all every single week. <laughs> <laughs> not me. I'm not telling any more lies on this podcast. It's so funny. Like, all the, all the like, Big 12 teams are like beating each other just saying the same thing. Like, <laughs> 
Uh, well, I'm not. Speaking of Big 12 teams, Baylor is going to beat the fuck out oh, of Baylor this week. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> are you cutting the promo now? What are they are we getting the mid-show promo? We're, like, did you did you nah, watch the Baylor will. game? Be honest with me. Did y'all watch Baylor play this last weekend? I did. No. I was the at whole, the game, so no. The last three quarters of the game. They picked Texas, off everything. Texas Tech knew we were going to run the ball every play. And we ran the same toss play probably nine times. Look at look at the stats of this game. We put them in the dirt just running the ball. And uh, Oklahoma's worse than Texas Tech at defense. You know if you don't this beat them by more the points than Texas, you suck, right? I don't think we're going to score 49 points for about two and a half years. Uh, y'all so, wouldn't, yeah. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, need you to give me a different <laughs> different odds to work with here. Texas Tech was honoring Patrick Mahomes at this game, and they threw five interceptions in it. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Mahomes wasn't that great at Texas Tech no, this week. Yeah, like there's Patrick no Mahomes way to should honor be, his career. Yeah, exactly. He should be he should be pretty used to losing in Lubbock. Like that's pretty that's pretty on brand for him, man. Baylor put uh, them in the dirt. Baylor put them in the absolute dirt. I'm telling and they you, didn't man, belong in the same field. We, I, I know we have three losses. I'll own that. But the, the one problem that we had in all three of those losses was just open field tackling. That that lost us all three of those. Oklahoma State had a kickoff return for a touchdown. We gave up a long pass to the end of West Virginia. So the the open field tackling has has been our bugaboo this whole season, and we and we fixed it and then some this last week. And we're gonna put them in the goddamn dirt. And I can't wait to tell their fans to eat shit on Saturday. Evan, y'all are losing I think to Oklahoma. Oklahoma's winning that game. I think I Oklahoma's think, winning that game. No way. No chance. I would, either way, I'm going to have a great time, so I'm, I'm not really tripping either way, but I, I don't know, man. I feel like Oklahoma's going to win this game and start talking shit again. I just feel it in my spirit. So why, though? I mean, it's, 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 it's bubbling up on the surface right now. The shit talking from Oklahoma is bubbling it up is, on the surface is. right they now. They beat Kansas, it's and it's like, it's like Texas after we beat West Virginia. You think, that you, yeah, you, exactly. think you run, run shit. Everything's but all fixed. they did was beat Kansas, but everything's <laughs> yeah. fixed now. Or like Baylor when they beat Texas Tech. Like, everything is fine now. We beat oh. Texas Tech. But not everybody can beat Texas Tech, so I got I, I can't I can't say much. Not everybody can beat um, Texas Tech. I think we would be remiss as a, as a podcast about slander if we didn't talk about what the fuck is going on up there in Ames. What what's Matt Campbell up to? He's zero yeah. five in the Do Big Twelve. Do we care though? They I mean, were like, favored to win the Big Twelve two years ago and immediately became awful. They, they lost. They threw the ball fifty nine times in this game. Fifty nine. How many? They didn't even have a quarterback. <laughs> Iowa State has scored. Let me. I want to. I want to read this out loud to make sure I'm getting it correct. It's so nasty. Yeah, <laughs> I they, remember us talking. There's about. a four game span where they have scored 10, 11, 9, 13. What's up with the state of Iowa and their offense? What's going, going on this year? And what's crazy is they've given up ten points three times this season already, or four times this season, and they're two and two in those games. And they lost. Yeah, they lost. Two. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Campbell stinks. He's a fraud. I've been telling y'all that. All he that, did was beat Oklahoma when they were down, and they crowned him. They crowned him immediately. He and almost he beat Texas uh, two weeks ago, by the way. He should have beat Texas two weeks ago. Um, I mean. That, that's because Texas is bad, but we'll talk about that once we talk about next week. How did they? How, he does get how a raw they, deal in every game. I don't know what's going on, but he gets he deserves no, it. They've gotten hosed, so, and it is hilarious. So he deserves it. He, he like, loses it, man. Since his first yeah, year, like, there was a game against Texas his first year. Yeah, the, yeah. Some bullshit went on at the very end in Ames, and Texas got the win. It was his whole thing. Yeah, he he's deserved been, it. He's been getting that since day one, <laughs> and I'm happy for it. Yeah, he's he, so I I I genuinely kind of worry about that dude. Like for a while, like 
early on, it absolutely seemed like he was like he was angry at you know he's backing up his teams and stuff like that. It's almost like like he's just in constantly in this fight or flight mentality, no matter what. And so like I feel like he'd be the type of person that worried to go to Chili's and they gave him the wrong order. Like holy shit, he would like it up. Like, you know, like, I feel like if he were to pull in, if he had a rental car and he pulled into a gas station and he pulled on the wrong side, not knowing where the gas tank was, like, he would like, the dude has got, like, I feel like he is emotionally damaged as a result of the experiences that he's had at Iowa State. And I kind of feel for him as far as that goes, because that man's got some anger right now. He turned down the Bears to coach at yeah. Ames, Iowa. <laughs> so, I don't know if we he's talked about this on the he, pod before. But y'all know I do like no one legit Iowa State fan. And this is going to be the craziest thing ever. It was at a downtown market that I know him from that I used to love to go to in Greenville. But he's a black farmer. And that is literally the only Iowa State fan I know. And I always thought it was so funny. It was like he don't even use the internet. That's what that makes sense. He has the greatest vegetables ever. So I don't know what I was doing with the um, farm program, but damn, keep it up. But like every time I would see him, technology to South Carolina. Look, every time I would see him, I didn't feel right like slandering Iowa State because it was Iowa State. But then they started to beat our ass a few times, and he would be like, "Hey, look what happened to y'all." I was like, "Hold on, first off." You went to Iowa State. I've been holding back on yours. <laughs> Hadn't they beat you like five games in a row until this? Did they? Did they beat us no, this year? Because I'm not never, talking about the past. I'm, I'm off that. I'm off the past. I think it's four at least, right? Fuck Iowa State. So, um, uh, uh, like, we know. I mean, I have I have issues with Oklahoma's defense because anybody who hires Ted Roop as a defensive coordinator is just fuck just unserious. Like Ted, like again, like Ted Roop, like why? But like Oklahoma's defense is not good, and they held Iowa State to under what their average is rushing. Iowa State only rushed for eighty yards. They threw for three hundred and some odd. Like Decker's had a decent game, but they only rushed for eighty yards. Like nasty. I, you you got to be shitty to be held by under your rushing average by Oklahoma. Because I don't yeah, know that Oklahoma's not that for their good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're not they're not a good defensive program right now, and it's primarily because they hired Ted Root. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know uh, how we know how this podcast feels about Ted Roof. Notre Dame, Ted Roof. Uh, Notre Dame blew Syracuse out like disgusting manner. That so was Syracuse, crazy. That's the, that, that was actually wild to see. Mike Freeman, Dino Babers experience, put man. his foot in some ass, and Dino Babers got his ass whooped. That is uh, the Dino Babers at Syracuse experience. And also, and the theme of Aggie losses looking worse and worse by the minute. South Carolina lost to Mizzou. They ranked South Carolina, and then South Carolina lost. To <laughs> oh man, that was so gross too. And like they, was, isn't to Mizzou this season. That's oh so nasty. Gosh, Mizzou that's almost crazy. beat Auburn. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> we had, we had watching, Mizzou in hell, man. We had. Like, in I was hell. watching that game, and I, I see the score early. And I'm like, oh shit, it's like 14 to nothing. Like, what the hell happened? Yeah, that was a. The season has not been great for my self-esteem. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> guess guess who Boston College lost to this weekend? <laughs> I was about to ask you for a UConn. Go, they lost to UConn. That is disgusting. Shout out to Will. Know. Now we have to Team be on the lookout for to... UConn. UConn is four and five. Uh, Bowl watch is on for UConn for the UConn Huskies. Hey, Bowl watch Team, is on. We... We know you want. We know you want to go off on Boston College. Tell us how you really feel. You apologized yeah, earlier because we guilted you into you that. Come on, man. Last week you said you'd give them some moments to shine. Now it's their time. Open, 
Open up that notes app. I know you got I'm, at least like I'm four or five like chapters worth of shit talking about Boston College. You know, Boston College. Talk to us about the Jesuits. That's Jim nasty Mora. as hell that you lost to UConn. Uh, also, UGA beat Florida, and they kind of let them back in the game, but they put Florida in the dirt. And then a reporter said on a hot mic, yeah. I'm going to be here longer than uh, uh, Napier. I'm going to be here longer than Billy Napier. Billy they caught him on the hot mic. Florida is in the absolute dirt. Napier is not having a good time there. And now the reporters are throwing dirt on his name. This is nasty at Florida. It's nasty. Yeah, time. that was crazy. <sighs> All right, Bobby, we should go to, if we should you're go listening, next week block. your team fucking stinks, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so next sleep? No, why? I told y'all I'm oh, looking at something. <laughs> but so for next week, and you know what? I was going to go into the biggest game of the week, but I still think I am going to go into the biggest game of the week. Okay. Texas plays Kansas State. Oh Don't do this. God. And I just want to talk why about did I sh- Why did I toss the ball? Why did I toss String the got the glasses off. Evan has palmed his face. This is a ridiculous <laughs> thing. That soul, you know. Saw his least, soul leave his can body. Can we at least do the the one big game no, that actually matters this no, week before this Texas, is, No. Baylor, Oklahoma. Come on. Oh my Kansas God. State is an unserious program. Let's go. They are purple Iowa State, right? Like, terrible offense. No Iowa one gives State. a shit about them. Their offense is not terrible. It Their is. is. It's Adrian Martinez. Is so good. They just run the ball. Last week. They, Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn is like leading the Big Twelve in rushing. Deuce Vaughn is five four, one hundred eighty pounds. I can give a shit about yeah, him. I think he's five two now because I saw he got like four hundred all purpose yards. Two, he got two. Yeah, he's two. Deuce Vaughn doesn't run four hundred yards. I'm gonna say that first off. <laughs> we have one of the best defenses in the nation. If you look at the advanced stats. You got to look at the advanced stats, Which not the regular ones? stats, Evan. The advanced ones, damn it. Don't look oh, at the regular stats. You just keep well, Why are you doing this? Why, what do you gain from this? What do you gain from what you're doing right now? Quinn had his first game on the road in some adverse weather conditions, and we're off that now because it's clear weather. I've checked the weather. We're fine. It's true. There's definitely no wind whatsoever. No wind. We had a player meeting. Kansas no is not Kansas is not known for being windy. That is the Wizard all. of Oz, like, brother. And that's a lie. That's swirling that's just, winds in Kansas. That, that's the Wizard of Oz <laughs> and random tornadoes. Otherwise, we're fine. I mean, again, that was fiction. Like, there's never, there's never been a, a single bit of wind in Kansas. Can somebody ask one answer one question for me? Did Texas have a player meeting this week? Sure did. Yeah. Yes. This is further. Last time, uh, last time they had it. What did T's tell us? We don't need to have player meetings. They're gonna be blah blah blah. We're gonna lose. We won the damn game. Texas twenty eight. Iowa or Kansas State. I have them call them Iowa State, but Purple Iowa State ten. Texas marches up to number fifteen in the playoff rankings. Dogs. This is You're a, right. The, the problem is they will be number fifteen if y'all win this weekend, and it's some bullshit. Yeah. They're not you winning this weekend. This Kansas is State the, is the lock of the week. They are. They are. I think. I think the line is two and a half for the my, uh, Kansas State plus two and a half or three. Uh, I already bet that lock of the week. Kansas Austin? State is going to win. It's in Austin. No, right? no. It's in. It's in Manhattan. It's in Kansas. You're the going fake to Manhattan alley with Quinn. No, there's no win there. Alley? There's no win. That that's all. You know, that's all fake. There's no win. It's fine. All those all and those tornadoes were in were on soundstage. It's fine. Does anyone know how many true Big Twelve road games uh, Sark has ever won with Texas? Does anyone it's know one. the answer to that? It's one. One. Yes, one. It yeah, was over not, a year ago. Yes, it's not going to happen this time. Kansas State's the better team. They're playing better football. They just put Oklahoma State in the dirt, forty-eight to nothing, and we lost to the same so, Oklahoma State team. We have looked like absolute garbo for the last two weeks of football since the Oklahoma game. 
There's nothing in the universe or in the cosmos that says that Texas wins this game. I'm taking it. So, so we also talk, I, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. I could see it going either way, but we did talk a lot about the fact that Oklahoma State's leading rusher against Kansas State was Gunner Gundy with five five carries for 27 mm-hmm. yards. They had a total of 54 yards. That same Oklahoma State team rushed for 142 yards against Texas. Nasty. I'm just saying, like it, it's Nasty. it. I, I I think that they. I mean, it could happen either way. You know, again, if 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 if, if Quinn is able to, you know, like get a good weather forecast and, and, and get some aerodynamic type like gloves on or something like that to where he can go under the wind, you know, like when they're going in turbulence, like they tell you to go the over wind. the clouds. Maybe there's a way to go do that. You can go over the clouds, like lock in your seatbacks and tray tables so you can go over it. But I, I, I don't know, man. Kansas State seems like they're for real. Yeah, they're going to win that game. Okay, can we talk about the real game that matters? Now, I can't believe you started with Texas. That is an yeah, Mississippi State and Auburn. You know, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be a good. One. Will be that good? Can I cut two promos? Come on. Yeah, is there anything against that? Are you about to cut the other one? Go ahead, cut the other one. Here's the other promo. Week one, I told everybody, I was the only man in America outside of Tennessee fans watching Ball State in Tennessee. Well, I told y'all, Tennessee is him <laughs> at that very moment. Uh, fuck it. I don't need a promo. I'm going to give you the score. Tennessee 35, Georgia 10. Why do you keep having the losing team score 10 points? Because that's all they're getting this week, damn it. <laughs> 10 points is the max. Georgia is a fraud. Oh, my God. They struggle with Mizzou. What? They beat a terrible Florida team. Who who has Georgia beat? Seriously. Oregon? They beat Oregon, Oregon. plays in the fucking Pac-12. Oregon's uh, they beat Oregon by about 90 points, though. The deep so south oldest was... rivalry already happened this year. This game isn't close, and it's over by the third quarter. Tennessee fans, oh, you're damn. fine. This game is in Athens. It's not a. It's not even an intimidating place. Have y'all been to Athens? This is the they first have, top they five matchup in Athens they have since a... the '80s. By the way, this is going to be a massive game. Uh, yeah, they're both they're number one and number two in the AP polls. They're number one and number three in the uh, playoff polls. This is obviously a massive game, and it's going to determine the play of the playoff race, maybe more than any other one singular game in the in the whole schedule this year. So, I would love to hear from the uh, from Pablo and String about how they think this game is going to go. Go for it, Pablo. I'll let you go first. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm looking up stats right now. Uh, I, I think Tennessee will win. I, I think we're just in a world where the elite offenses just do what they do, and we've seen it over the last few years, that those teams that are just going to put up the points to score on anybody are going to do it. They've already played in a big game this year, albeit at home, um, and I think it is just, they just got it clicking and rolling, and I, I think they'll win. I do. I think it will be a good game, though. I mean, I don't think they're like going to go in there and like blow them out or anything, but I, I think it's going to be – Mid thirties and Tennessee wins. String. So I'm like so. I'm trying to find some comparisons of what it could be, and the the, the closest comparison I can maybe see is uh is whenever they played um Alabama, whenever uh, Georgia played Alabama back in 2020. I think that that 2020 Alabama offense is probably comparable yeah. to um to what Tennessee's doing right now. Um, and Alabama won forty-one to twenty-four. So you know, I, I I don't think that Georgia's worse than they were in twenty twenty. They're probably better both offensively and defensively than they were. Um, 
Ah, man, I don't know. I can see I can see it going both ways. Like right now, yeah, like the best team that Tennessee's played, they they took you know Alabama to the wire, obviously, and you know kicked that field goal to win the game. But we also know that Alabama ain't that good. Like Alabama, I mean, us it was a different situation because they had a backup quarterback in there, but they ain't scored that many points this season, you know. So I don't, yeah. I don't, you know. I, I know I was looking at the Tennessee schedule, and they gave a they held. This is before. This is before LSU was a functional team, but like they held LSU to 13. They held uh, Kentucky. I don't think that Kentucky was playing with their starting quarterback. Maybe they had their backup in there. I don't know. Held Kentucky to so. six. So that that defense is solid. I I, I want to say Tennessee wins, but then the other part of me thinks that this is just a game where the you know joyless murder ball takes over and and, and Tennessee. I really have no idea what's going to happen in this game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way, though. We haven't seen Georgia have to – we've seen Tennessee have to play at the peak of their powers. They have to, the, the yeah. amount of focus it takes to go beat a team that is as good as Alabama, even though we know that Alabama's maybe not what they have been in the past. It took everything for them to beat Alabama on their home floor. Uh, so right. I, I feel like we haven't had to see Georgia go to that level, even when they were up a million points on Georgia this weekend. Like Georgia uh, on Florida this weekend, Florida came back in the game. Really just yeah. because Georgia took their foot off the pedal. So I feel like they'll be focused, they'll be ready, and they'll be the first time we get to see this version of Georgia play have to play really high up. Uh, I also think that both these teams know that a loss doesn't kill anything, any of their dreams. It might Maybe. be best-case scenario to lose. Yeah, like so yeah. I, I think I think that's going to make the game better. I think the kids are going to go out there and play pretty free. Uh, and I think Georgia is going to finally show who they really are. And I think they're going to win this game. I just think they're going on the road into that place is not going to be an easy thing to do. And I don't them, know. Them favored by eight and a half. Like, that's, that's yeah. too high. Like, that's way a too testament. High. I, it's to it's, it's too high, but I, too yeah. High. I mean, yeah. I don't, I just don't, I don't know that, I don't know that uh, Tennessee has seen a defensive line in a front seven as good as what Georgia has because those dudes are monsters, man. Like, that right. front seven, that's scary right there. I don't know that they've seen a, I don't know that this type of offense has seen that. And if you can get Tennessee off schedule, you know, uh, you, you might be able to shake them a little bit. I really, I really, I got no clue how this game's going to go. It should be a fun if game, Tennessee though. Tennessee can just copy the blueprint that Kent State has laid, then true. You know, they, maybe they can give Georgia some trouble. It's true. <laughs> Which is the weirdest thing that, like, the toughest game, uh, the, the two toughest games that Georgia has played this year have been Kent State and Missouri. Yep. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense at all in my brain. I think it's. I mean, the two the two games that probably just weren't taken seriously at all. I think so too. Like whatever. (laughs) I have nothing but respect for teams that can fight out hard, tough, close wins against Missouri. Yep. Can we talk about OU Baylor? First of all, this game. Hold on, before you do this, and I forget because I was looking this up. Blah is lying like hell about these Texas defensive Mm -hmm. stats. Mm -hmm. Of course he is. I, so of Texas, he is. Texas has the worst pass defense on this podcast. No, no, no. I said rush defense. Rush defense is number thirty-four. Did you look at the adjusted defense. one? Adjusted. <laughs> no, I'm serious. There was like an adjusted one like, today. Adjusted <laughs> rushing. Adjusted yeah. for like what? Do your research. Like this is like that scene that scene in Anchorman where they're like, that doesn't account for houses with two TVs in it. Yes, exactly. Y'all are 28 in the country in scoring defense, 34 in rushing, and way the fuck down there in pass defense. Blah is lying, bro. Maybe you're looking at, like, y'all might be nice on, like, third down conversion defense and 
I want an apology from Blob when we lose this game this weekend. I want an apology because he don't have to act like this. He knows we're mid. He knows it, bro. Yeah, he was talking like y'all are top 10 advanced stats defense. That just ain't happening. Y'all are number five in defense in the Big 12. That's nasty. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. I don't have it right now, but I promise you I'm going to find There's it. There's not even 12 teams out there, listeners. There's not even 12 teams in the Blah's <laughs> about to send us a link from oandefense.com or yeah. something like that. Yeah, What's America's war game got to say about the trenches? America's war game loved the tunnel fight. It reminded them of everything with D-Day. America's war game, I think they believe the trenches born from Texas were the best trenches. I believe that's if Sark doesn't win this, he has to win in Lawrence, Kansas to keep from going two years without a road win. That's nasty. That's, that's nasty. crazy. Well, that's what's about to happen. Anyways, uh, we got a game. Uh, this game is such a mid-off, even though both these teams still somehow think that they still have a chance to win the Big 12. Uh, this game is so mid, and these fan bases are so trashed that Baylor and Oklahoma are airing on ESPN Plus bro. this weekend. Bro, isn't that's, that crazy? You need a subscription service to watch this game. only watch it over Man. the internet. Okay, I'm working on this theory. I want you to hear me out because I think I got some good that logic. That is gross. Here. You know for a fact, this is data-driven, that Oklahoma loves to pay their fans to watch the games. So I think that Oklahoma <laughs> is in cahoots here. I think that they have some sort of clause worked out that if they're not elite, elite every year, they have don't to even put it on TV. They, they don't even put that shit on TV. Because they need the revenue. How are they going to leave the conference? <laughs> so this, I think we can all agree this is not on Baylor. This is on Oklahoma. This is a very nasty that this matchup is here, but I'm very interested in this I can't game. agree. It's more on it's more on Oklahoma why this mm. is happening mm. on ESPN Plus. Bro, there's you have on, to have a like, separate subscription. There's for only to one even other good it. game on at eleven, and it's like on, it's the best game of the day. But they it's put like, it y'all it's on. It's not like the schedule is packed, you know. That's where you go to watch Bellator and the PFL. It's nasty that y'all are playing football next to the PFL broadcast. That's Bro, disgusting. I was, I was bred playing on ESPN Plus, dude. This is where it's a home game for Baylor. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Uh, obviously, Evan has already them. told us. Evan's already told us that he thinks that Baylor's going to win the game. Um, the loser of this game is eliminated. By the way, there will be no yeah. more talk about winning anything if you lose this game. And I, I we that. get to shut up at least one of these fan bases, which I'm happy about. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to that game. It gets, um, if we lose, it does get us one game closer to playing A and M in the shitcoin bowl. Oh God! A and M's not going to a bowl, brother. Hey, we 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 hey we we still you know we're right now we're zero and one in the Connor Wigman or the Connor Wigman era. We'll just call it that and hope for the best, man. Speaking of Aggie, Aggie plays Florida this weekend. This is a fascinating game for so many reasons. So I have no, I don't know what to expect from this game at all. Because here's the thing, like you. Like I think that Florida's defense is worse than Ole Miss's defense, and so I think that we'll be able to move the ball pretty well and stuff. The only concern that I have is like last week, I, I feel pretty confident that Jimbo kind of simplified the offense. Who who knew that when you simplify an offense, it allows players to play better? Um, but he simplified Are the offense. Favored in this game. Yeah, we're favored by four. I think something like that's, that. Yeah, that's about what I was. Um, Y'all are so, favored. Yeah, we're I think they would be. America, I don't know your yeah. financial situation Florida right is now. Nasty. But um, oh god, I, I feel I think like it's four. If you, three and a half, I just looked on ESPN. It's three yeah. and a half. That's just, Florida. Y'all are nasty for not for being. That is disgusting, Florida. That's nasty. No, problem. it is the first of the month, y'all. And I know finances are never good at the first of the month. <laughs> you have your mortgage, you have your rent. Put it on Florida because Texas A&M isn't winning that game at all. Hey. 
Wait, uh, Florida's not very good either. Yeah, yeah I was about to say we gotta be careful now before so we have people in like, year five. You still, they still the, only thing, the only thing that scares me right now is that, like, you know, we you saw what we did with Jackson Dart. Like Jackson Dart ran all over us. What the hell is AR fifteen going to do? You know, yeah. like he's not AR fifteen anymore. He's AR. Yeah, but to be fair, string. You know, to be whatever fair, his name is. <laughs> Just like just like we were able to do against Ole Miss offense, because like I told you before that game, y'all's defense is going to approach that game. I mean, Lane is going to approach y'all's defense exactly like he did ours, and those stat lines are almost identical if you go back and look at them, the offensive production. So the fact that you're able to keep Jackson Dart and the pass game in, in check, and that wasn't just because – I mean, obviously they ran all over you. Just they just like didn't need to pass the damn ball, man. But they didn't have to, but they but they weren't doing it effectively when they were, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah, so, like, if if you've got that element and you can bring that to Florida, I don't I don't think, you know, I still I'll think a wins. If, if, if Antonio Johnson plays this weekend, I'll feel a hell of a lot better about this game. If he's not playing this weekend, man, I'm nervous all over again because we just got, like – he was he he's the best player in our secondary and behind him it's just a bunch of freshmen and so you know it just worries me about that so we'll see what happens man just hope for the best prepare for the worst and Prozac and vibes who does we also got uh this game probably wasn't interesting a week ago but now I think I'm a little bit interested interested in it uh Clemson plays Notre Dame uh Clemson's coming off a bye week uh so they got had some time to prepare but Notre Dame just beat the living shit out of Syracuse uh, so maybe Notre Dame's got something going, and they could actually give Clemson a game here. We need somebody to give Clemson a game. So I'm I think I think Dame. I think Clemson, especially coming off the bye, is about to bring Notre Dame crashing back down. I agree with that's, that. That's going to be very nasty for Notre Dame, but it but it would be uh, in line with everything else they've done this season because they haven't been very good. That out Notre Dame offense is awful, so Clemson should be able to lock them down. Uh, we'll see. Who does Auburn play this weekend? Mississippi State game of the week six thirty ESPN not on ESPN plus. <laughs> That's gonna be interesting with the uh, with the new AD coming back. I was just about to say we just stole their athletic director this week, paid him more money, said come on down, and now we're gonna go after another public employee in Mississippi in a couple weeks. So turn that shit up. Let's go. I'm going to say all this, and everybody's going to hear this, and then we're not going to hire Lane. Just don't at me, and if you do, just make it funny. That's all I ask. One of these teams is ranked in the next game I'm going to preview, Arkansas versus Liberty. One of those teams is ranked. I won't tell you which one. Uh, readers, y'all going to have to go look that up on your own. But one of those teams is ranked. If you're ranked wow. and you lose to Liberty, no issue. Totally good. Yeah. <laughs> and the crazy thing, I don't know if y'all saw the tweet this morning, but the bet online – the odds on favorite to land the Auburn job was Hugh Freeze, according mm-hmm. to that tweet. Really? Yeah. Which I don't think is going to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't gonna think happen. it's going to happen either. And he just signed an extension too. And I know Liberty, yeah. Liberty doesn't have to like define what is, what is how much he's getting paid because they're a private school. So there's no way to find out. I don't think he's leaving Liberty. I think, like, I think they did announce it though. He's making like $5 oh, million they, a year. Yeah. I don't think he's going to leave Liberty yet. He'd be, he'd be dumb to leave Liberty, to be honest. Like, he's got a cush job over there. He can do whatever the hell he wants to, be as sanctimonious as he wants to, live whatever life he yeah. wants to, decide, despite being sanctimonious, man. Just ride that life out, man. I don't see it happening, you know, as far as bringing him in. Like, it's it's just you've got away from that. Like, you've got everybody unified. Like, there's no sense in putting another target on your back, getting out of a situation that you weren't happy with. Mm. Yep. But, yeah, that Arkansas game's – 
gonna be interesting. I'm, you know, I saw this the other day, and like again, A and M, we're all we're getting run all over right now. But I saw something the other day about a bad defenses, and it, it surprised me to see Barry Odom's group on that list. Like, yeah, I thought that Arkansas had a, yeah. you know, they got a good coordinator. Barry Odom's a good coach, and it's weird to see it's weird to see them not being as good defensively based on the rankings that um, than I thought they'd be otherwise. I mean, but like we were talking earlier with the generations, man, he's probably four or five years from just being Ted Roof. <laughs> That's true. Fucking Ted Roof. And, and uh, you know, you know, honestly, it could also be the advanced stats are lying to us. Maybe if we were to go to like, you know, stats.oen.com, same place blog goes, we'd find out that Arkansas is Yo, actually quite capable I can't find those defense. stats either. I, did he's I make that up? Three minutes. <laughs> you he can't find anything. those stats because they were made up. I they were fake news. I swear to you, it was real. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> you go to Newsmax. I, I don't lock know. of the week. Alternative facts. Kansas, Kansas State, wrong team favorite, lock of the week, bros. And it hurts me to say that. Texas, I would love for you to prove me wrong, but I doubt that you will. Has um, Texas won as a road favorite under Sark? No, because they've only yes, won. Definitely well, not. No, they've only won the one game. Yeah, we only won. Yeah, the only I game. sent y'all we, the, we were favored, though. The we picks were in the stats. Yeah. yeah, I sent y'all that. So you it was like winning something. Okay. You need to stay so, off yeah, Center or whatever. Yeah, but, but y'all were y'all were road stats, brother. Y'all were road favorites against Oklahoma State too. Y'all were favored in that game by a few points, mm-hmm. weren't you? We were yeah. favored by six. We were seven on yeah, touchdown on by their six. field. Yeah, yeah. Vegas is a criminal. Vegas is a goddamn suspect. That was a criminal line from the beginning, and I bet Oklahoma. Well, State, you got to think though, money. Vegas. They put the lines out, but based yeah. on some psychology too, not just yeah. what they think is going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. And they know that they know that Texas fans are hungry for Texas they're hungry for success, Vegas man. So it's it's, it's the same thing that happens with Bama years. games. Like you know, it's just mm-hmm. you get those Bama lines that are inflated because they know people are going to hammer it, but just because of the name. And it's fucking that, criminal. What Texas Vegas gets is doing. that to a lesser extent. They do that shit with Texas all the fucking time. No matter how bad we are, anybody who has watched this team over the last couple of weeks don't. We are not good. Texas is not good, bros. Texas like we are the, the midest of the mid. I think you guys might be the only team to ever go from unranked and lose and become ranked twice in the same season. It's got to be <laughs> have, that. I can't think Have of we ever even team. been in the college football rankings before? Oh, I guess we were yeah. in that year. We went to the you Super lost, Bowl. You lost to – oh, yeah. No, yeah. This was your first uh, appearance in the college football playoffs, I believe. No, because we were in the no. we were in the top twenty five of the college football of the playoff rankings. rankings. Like, yeah, the and year we, we went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, we beat Georgia. Did y'all know? Did y'all know who was number three in the original college football playoff rankings that came out? Was it Auburn? The it first was. ever one. <laughs> the first ever one. And guess who was number one? Mississippi Bama? State. Mississippi State. Mississippi That's State. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Was now are neither yeah. one of them right? Right. Well, one Ole Miss of the funniest, was number four. One of the so funniest it's all coming full circle. College football stories ever was when Dak Prescott got beat up on the beach. That's the funniest video I've ever seen. <laughs> They was whooping his ass on that beach. Man, they Do you got think he beat. had flashbacks seeing the guy in the tunnel? Every every time that he gets yes. sacked, he has flashbacks of of, of that yeah. time where they had him on the beach whooping his ass on. He knows he knows how the Michigan player in the tunnel feels because he got the <laughs> same treatment on the beach in Florida. Again, yeah, I'm not here to condone violence, but if you run up on a team that just lost to talk shit, you're gonna get your ass beat, man. Like, uh, what are you doing? You know, like. I think- I think the playoff committee really does have something up for TCU. I want to be on the record there. 
I don't know if you guys. I mean, heard what that. though? Well, why would they have a vendetta against TCU and all thirty Dude, of their as fans of right now? Like it's. Well, I don't understand all 30 why. Of their fans. Do you remember the first year of the college football playoff? They were number three in the last week of the season and won by fifty and fell to number six to miss the playoffs. Now that was yeah, that was weird. Do I you want to watch TCU? I remember that, and I've been talking about right now. I rejoiced at it. I, well, I, I thought it was I, good. I, I think we have enough data to say that I think the college football playoff does have something against TCU. No, they don't, Evan. They have something against teams that literally go out Just of their way not anybody. to play anybody exactly. not a conference. Schedule a fucking real game and then cry about your. I, I hate. I, this is my least favorite thing ever. Those those teams don't play anybody out of conference. They know they're not going to play. They're just like, we're going to get to the Big 12. TCU played literally nobody. Go play a real yeah, game. Go to someone's nasty. stadium. Go play Pitt or somebody. You don't even have to play anybody good. Just play somebody we've heard of before. Give it a break, TCU. Get on my fucking face. Colorado is like a power five team. <laughs> Fuck them up, team. But, and and, and, and <laughs> TCU doesn't. Man, they don't, they don't really have a pathway to get to that top five either because they play Texas Tech. Texas, maybe if y'all win this weekend, maybe that's the top fifteen. If, if, if let's say they win that, out, maybe that's if they if y'all lose, lose then that that's another unranked that's, that's an unranked game. Nothing. They got Baylor, maybe Baylor. Yeah, you're looking at a seven and three that Baylor point. that's going to be ranked though by then. See, you yeah, see. you got no, so, so literally the only team TCU has no more bite on their schedule yeah, at all. And then they that got Iowa true, State, and that's it. And so basically, the only ranked team they will have played, well, they you know the only real legit Oklahoma State and K State. Yeah, so, and one of them they a, lost a, to. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough spot. I mean, sorry, Oklahoma, one of them they State's went to overtime. In the rankings now. They they they, they dropped right. like fifteen yeah. spots yeah. after they got done. Like took this. them to overtime at home. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah, it's nasty. Yeah, their their non conference schedule of Colorado, Evans proud alma mater, alma mater Tarleton, mm-hmm. and Cowboys. SMU. That's, that's it's nasty. nasty yeah, no, you know what? Power five. Put games. TCU below Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and, until they play us and prove they can beat out. us, let's, hear him out. let's just move them down. Like move them down where? Like they're gonna get exposed, and I can't. Honestly, wait they, they should probably be in like the receiving boat section right now. That's probably where they're most well suited. I think. Yes, I agree. I'm sorry to all eleven of you who hear this. We have a oh, it must friends. be nice though just to win the fucking games. That's got to be just such a joy. Yeah, we've done it five times. It's really easy. I don't know why everybody can do it. Like not even the games, just win a game. I'd take yeah, that just right winning now. a game. Yeah, that would be like me. Awesome. <laughs> me and my buddies well, just know, texting back and forth. They're like, you remember winning? Yeah, that was great. That, that was, was so great. cool. We, we still win. It was so awesome. You're gonna win the Iron Bowl. It's okay. Unless oh, my math is wrong, we've had four consecutive weeks where two of those weeks Texas was the only team to win, and then the next two Baylor was the only team to win. There have been zero SEC wins represented on this podcast. And that's and disgusting. That is nasty. yeah, because Lackwood has been well established for years. <laughs> Ain't played nobody, Paul. We got to play all these teams. I Y'all still be like, these I, losses too. You know, I, I really do feel like A and M is a cursed program this year like every like man we are cursed like crazy get injuries out but you know somehow or another the football god still managed to make that arkansas field goal doinked off the very top of the oven yeah, as much cursed, as, cursed as we are you somehow all your xp it's crazy like all of the, all of our mojo was lost on that game right there with that one field goal that's crazy String, can i ask you a question y'all made a lot Ooh, of five yeah, and yeah. seven jokes and i just want to know yeah how do y'all feel about those jokes, knowing that y'all are staring 
Y'all aren't even staring five right. and seven down in the face. No, we, I'll all be right. surprised if we end all up five right. and seven. Stand by every single one of them, and I'll make it all day, every day. We end up five and seven. That's shit. basically a bowl game. Y'all can't tell me shit. Over and over again. It's nasty. I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm Yo, so we're concerned. Five and seven last year and lost to Kansas. Hey, boy. wait till we get to five and seven, and I'll we be online be pushing the agenda. We're not looking yeah, at five no and seven. We're bowl eligible this weekend. Yeah, you gotta let you gotta let five and seven teams in the bowl games if we get to five. Sugar and seven. Bowl representatives. G5 teams and just we got it. We got to go with the bigger brands. I'm telling you, we got Sugar Bowl representatives right. in our DMs right now. You hear that, Evan? That means we won the Big Twelve, not you. We won it. Uh, that's all we got. But I want y'all to use the speak pipe. I Blah probably didn't check it, but oh my god! Hold on, post the link. He didn't check it. Post the link so that people can actually post the link. You didn't check it. You ain't even giving instructions to people how to use that thing. It's just like use the speak pipe. Click on the link and it'll teach you how to use the speak pipe. Blah will check it because we want to hear y'all's thoughts on the game that actually matters this week, which is. Uh, Georgia and Tennessee, not Texas and Kansas State. I feel like Blah probably did check the speak pipe, but his headphones probably weren't working. So he's just, that's just a bunch of blank messages. What the fuck? So I feel like if you did leave us a message, please forgive us for not calling you back. Listen, this is my call to Oklahoma fans. Oklahoma fans, call in during the Baylor game because I want to bring up one quick thing before we leave, Teach. We'd like to talk to our friends to come out here as hosts and co-hosts, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And Evan's a co-host of Between Two Bears. They asked for fans to call in the week before they played West Virginia. I want to know: Have we heard a single voicemail from that game? I left a voicemail after that I game. I left it one too. Not on the admin. podcast. You got the wrong guy. I'm a patsy. <laughs> I haven't heard a single thing. The Between Two Bears podcast. So Oklahoma nasty fans, behavior. Nasty. this is your chance. When you play the game, call in to speak pipe, and we will gladly share those messages here. They're going to figure that out. Be honest with me. You think they're going to figure that out? They're in spaces. <laughs> they're going to get on. They're going to get a, a space with three hundred uh-huh. of them sharing uh-huh. the details. And they're going to be. Have we been? I haven't been paying much attention. Have we seen as many OU spaces as we used to see earlier? No, no, they just no, shut down I told you. Once they lost a couple games, they went out and got some jobs. So now they can't get on there. No phones allowed on the floor. That's what it is. Phones in the cubby they holes. Got some jobs. Uh, anyway, they're broke and bitchless, and we're gonna beat them by seventeen in Norman. I'm telling you, seventeen. <laughs> I'm telling you, up. Lock of the week. Uh, well, we'll Man, be back I, and check in on any lies that were told. Uh, it seems like there were some uh, lies told. I'm sure not going to call not. anybody out, but somebody told some lies on the podcast for sure. Someday yeah, I really we'll hope to be able to call lies. another team broken, bitchless with any level oh, of confidence. I can't, who, I, said been, I the, who said that about Kansas State? Who said that about Kansas State? It's been, like I tell at you least all the it's time. been since 2012 just, that I've been just, able to call a team broken, bitchless. You just got to say it. That's one thing that you can say to other people. You can call them broke. Bitchless, you know, you got to hold that close to the vest. But you can call people broke at A&M. Yeah, I mean, what difference does it make? Broke don't matter if you can't buy nothing. Who the hell cares? You can yeah, call Florida true. broke right now. Nobody will begrudge you for that. You I am not going to call Florida broke. Anybody any good. Broda, I, Florida I, is I, broke I, and bitchless, and Napier is broke and bitchless right now. That's facts. Florida, I'm sure, is filled with lovely people. The broken you know, Brother Aaron Hernandez went to Florida, brother. I don't know if we can say that's, that. That's... That's true. You better and be careful. No, no, he wasn't trying to get the bitches. They got pouncy. They got pouncy twins. They'll jump you in the tunnel. Be careful, String. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, you see, like, wow, that seems like the kind of team that you that, that seems like it the is. kind of team that you'd be going for. Yeah. You know, like you got Riley Cooper at wide receiver. I feel like that's the, that's, the, that's exactly that's the <laughs> that's far so end of the note. We need to like, recreate wow, that, that, that in Austin. We need less. That whole no, we piece that we need less we need less class in college football. How does that how does that operate around murders? Is that is that including murders or a little no? bit too far? Twenty years, you'll win a natty. Let's yeah, get aggravated like, you assault. Gotta, you gotta have like a ratio of like allowed murders to national championships. Like if you like a four to one, like you know, like I think mm. I can accept Urban as the coach. Like if it's no more than four murders, if we get a natty. Yeah, as long as you spread them out, you can't have the murders just all in one year. That's kind of a little bit too much. Yeah, and not one guy. You can't have Aaron Hernandez just knocking everybody off. Like you got to maybe a couple incidences here and there, and then one natty. We do not support murder on this podcast for champions. No, we do not. Like that means that you have multiple murders on the same team. That seems awful, man. Like you want to acquaintances. They ain't got to play on the team. Just just maybe running in those circles. Yeah, who are we, we to judge? We don't know what's going on with other people. We do support Bounty Gate because TCU runs the Bounty Gate. Uh, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, we'll be next week. We'll be back next week. Uh, you speak pipe, like us, rate us, subscribe us, tweet us. We got a DM that said Ryan Day is the worst play caller of all time, and that's a perfectly good DM to get to the Slender You <laughs> podcast. So we will we will uh, read those things if y'all send them to us. We love y'all. And we out of here. Love y'all.